college basketball tournaments are back, and so are brackets. Get comfy on your couch, turn off that Zoom camera, and sign up for your men's and women's USA Today sports bracket. Register at brackets.usatoday.com. Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the Steelers Wire podcast powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary and Steelers Wire editor, Kurt Popejoy. All right, Kurt, we were just talking before we hit the record button. I've been trying to find some some silver linings for the Steelers in this offseason, looking for something positive to talk about on the podcast. But right now, it's a little doomy and gloomy. You know, I, I got to admit, watching <laughs> Bud Dupree sign with the Titans, even though we knew that was coming, and watching Mike Hilton leave for the Bengals, even though we knew that was coming, right? And some of these other guys that, have, that we lost to other teams, it's a little painful that the Steelers haven't made a real big splash. The, some of their key guys are leaving, and oh, by the way, you probably just got done writing an article about Vince Williams getting released because that just kind of yeah. happened in real time. So uh, a lot of things yeah. happening and kind of like par for the course for the Steelers. It's been a quiet couple of days of free agency so far, and it's just a lot of their guys leaving. And this is a story that Steelers fans have seen before. It is. I mean, it's it's not unusual to see them lose free agents and not and not replace them right away. I'm not sure we've ever had this many premier guys leave um in the first couple of days i don't think that between retirements and and releases and just just free agents leaving i'm not sure we've ever had you know 40 percent of our starting defense um all gone before free agencies officially begun it's going to be tough i mean this is you know, I, I think, like you said, I, I don't think anybody thought Bud Dupree was coming back. I don't think anybody thought Mike Hilton was coming back. Did not expect Vince Williams to be released today. I thought they were going to maybe try to extend Steven Nelson's contract and, and save some money, maybe restructure Joe Hayden's contract. You know, you've got Stefan Tuitt's got some room to restructure his. But instead, they just decided they needed that $4 million, so they, they cut him loose Um Leaving, leaving a huge, huge spot empty. I mean, you, I know Robert Spillane's kind of a fan favorite, but I'm not sure that he's a, he's a, you know, even a two down. You know, the Steelers run so much nickel and dime that one of those inside linebackers comes off the field a ton anyway. But I'm not sure that Spillane's even a two down guy for a full season. So it it, it really causes me to kind of reevaluate their draft needs at this point. Cause clearly I don't think they're, they're going to try to fill any of these spots in free agency. So are they going to, you know, they, they brought Finney in and I assume because he's familiar with the team, they're going to kind of, he's going to be kind of the assumed starting center. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a tough day, you know, just to have the news rolling through even going into last night, you know, when, when Roethlisberger agreed to come back and take a pay cut, the, the, the rumor was that, you know, he had asked, are we going to field a competitive team this year? And the Roonies insisted and Kevin Colbert insisted that we have no plans to, to you know, to rebuild this year, that we're going to put a competitive team around you. I kind of got to wonder what he's thinking about all this stuff that's happening right now. You know, is, is he sitting there thinking, I'm coming back for this. I'm, I'm losing most of my offensive line. I'm losing – 
four or five starters on defense. You know, where where is the competitive team going to be? And I'm I'm just not sure. You know, in, in Colbert we trust. I mean, that's the yeah. Steelers fan base's motto. They always figure out a way in the end to be competitive. But I'm I'm not sure. It's going to take some it's going to take some work um, from here because the 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 losses aren't over. I mean, we're still most likely going to lose Juju Smith-Schuster to free agency whenever wide receivers start getting signed. Um, and, and, you know, you've got Alejandro Villanueva, who's a free agent. I'm not sure that they're going to bother to re-sign him now. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go from here. They, yeah. They've got some kind of a plan in mind, but let's hope the rest of the league's okay with it too, <laughs> yeah, you know, because the rest of the league's moving pretty fast. So Yeah, especially my Patriots and Bill Belichick. He's scooping up oh everybody. Yeah, he's on he's on a mission. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, James Conner, another name on offense that we haven't mentioned yet. I mean, he could yeah. be on his way out. Just so many guys in key positions. But as you were talking about on the defense, we lose Bud Dupree, not surprising. We lose Vince Williams. That is surprising. And it just puts a lot of pressure on a sophomore in Alex Highsmith and Spillane. As yeah. you talked about, it's it's going to thrust these guys into really key roles if the Steelers are going to be as competitive as they were last year. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard. I mean, I think Alex Highsmith's a pretty good player. But I think that you look at the Steelers' outside linebacker position, they have no depth. I mean, they have no one behind Watt and Highsmith. I mean, Highsmith was the rotational guy. Now he's the starter. And so who do you bring in? Do you do you trust another second or third round rookie like you did last year? Do you maybe find a veteran later on who can come in and contribute? But they can't. I mean, they have to have that third linebacker that they can count on. They just can't run the, the snaps up on, on Watt, and especially on Highsmith. He's not used to this kind of workload. I mean, he's, you know, they can't, they can't expect him to come out and play 90, 92% of the snaps you know, in his second year in the league, the way Watt does, even, even Watt, you saw him kind of running out of gas later in the season and, and walking himself off the field at times. And and right now they don't have anybody to, to come in behind him, you know, and it's, they're just a lot of unknowns. I mean, it's, you know, inside linebacker, do you, do you, you assume Devin Bush is going to be healthy, but who do you, who do you pair up with him when teams are going to want to run the football and, and has to have somebody out there? And then you lose Tyson Alualu, and yeah. that's another guy middle of the defense. You know, are you is Isaiah Bugs going to be your guy that's going to come in? I mean, he didn't look very good last year when he filled in for for Alualu. So, uh, you know, so, suddenly you're seeing these these huge holes on defense. Um, you know, they brought Cameron Sutton back. I think he'll be he'll do well filling in for Mike Hilton at cornerback. But now you don't really have a viable fourth corner. I mean, you have Justin Lane. He's not. Has very little experience. What's your, you know, what's your backup plan at this point? I mean, I, I can remember several years ago when the Steelers were like this. They, they kind of loaded up their roster and had a bunch of good starters, but so many positions were paper thin that just a couple of injuries just kind of, you know, just kind of crumbled the whole team. And right now, that's what you're kind of looking at. I mean, you're looking at a, a, a defense, especially that's an injury or two away from just not even being competitive at this point. So I, I don't know where they're where they're going to go next. It is kind of a bummer. I mean, we kind of saw this coming. We knew this offseason would be rough. But you, you look around, like teams like the Bills and the Bucks, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of teams that are kind of keeping their rosters together, Kurt, doing whatever they can yeah. to keep their guys. And the Steelers, just for whatever reason, haven't been able to do that. And you were talking about TJ Watt a little bit, and you actually wrote about this on Steelers Wire, which I thought was interesting what the Dupree contract and even the Shaq Barrett contract with the Bucks could mean for Watt, who's entering the final year of his yeah. rookie deal. The Steelers have to look at that thing too. Like, 
can't wait too long on Watt either, right? Because we're going to no. be in a tough situation with him next season if we wait no. too long. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, like I said, you know, Shaq Barrett kind of took a discount. I think he could have made more money on the open market. I think he um, – I talked to our Bucks Wire guy, Luke, and he said the same thing. He said he could have made more money if he'd wanted to leave. But he chose to stay, take that extension, make a little less money. And I think the Steelers have to look at that. And in a year where – the, the salary cap isn't quite right, and everybody's having to, you know, so many teams are kind of feeling that right now. I think this is when the Steelers have to sit down with T.J. Watt and say, look, we can do you an extension. It's not going to pay you a ton this year, but we got $140 million in cap room next year. So so we're going to – you work with us, and we'll make sure that in year two and three, your guaranteed money balloons up to what you de- you know what you deserve – that way we can lock you in because I don't think they want TJ Watt to go into his final year, you know, arguably one of the two or three best defensive players in the league and have an opportunity to, you know, his, his value is only going to go up when that, when that new salary cap number hits for 2022 free agents are going to feast on that. I mean, they're, they're going to look at this new money with this new media deal and all this money that's going to be rolling in. If you've got a guy that's going in the last year of his deal, this is the year to sign him. You know, don't wait till next year because next year they're going to they're going to price you out because there's going to be a lot more money to go around. So, I said on Twitter, I wouldn't sign a single free agent until I had Watt extended. Hmm. I mean, there's no there's nobody they can bring in off the street that's more important to, than allocating that money to TJ Watt at this point. There, there just isn't, there just isn't anybody, you know, the rest of the defense, the defensive line's getting older, secondary's getting older. Um, you've got Minka Fitzpatrick who is going to get his fifth year option. And then he's going to want a huge contract. So you got to get TJ Watts signed now. And then you can worry about Fitzpatrick's deal. Then two years past that, you got Devin Bush's contract. You know, you got to, got to look at this, kind of drag it out a little bit, but yeah, TJ Watts got to be the move. I mean, if they're freeing up money, and they're releasing guys, it better be to get him locked up long-term. This feels like the market to do it this year, not next. Yeah. Kurt had a post on Steelers Wire. He had seven off-season predictions. He's two for two. We'll get into that coming up next. And there is one big <laughs> Steelers free agent that Kurt is predicting will come back. I don't know. It might be a reach, but we're hoping. We're hoping we get one, Kurt. Let's talk about that coming up next. <laughs> All right, Kurt, in your seven off-season predictions... You correctly predicted that Bud Dupree would sign elsewhere. Good for you. You got that one right. $16.5 million per year. So that's uh, he got paid. Uh, Mike Hilton, you figured he would leave for greener pastures. He has. He's, he's a Bengal now. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're two for two. But you did predict that Juju Smith-Schuster would find a way to return. Now, uh, I want to get your take on that. I know you wrote that uh, probably almost a week ago. And it seems like Juju put out a tweet that almost seems like a goodbye, right? And it almost yeah. feels like he might be heading elsewhere. So we're, we're trying to hold on to this thing with all our might, right? But can we keep one key Steeler free agent and not lose them to, to another team? So you did predict that Juju would come back. So we're we're holding out hope right now. And, and he still isn't signed. Yep, I mean, him and, him and eight or ten other wide receivers that probably thought they'd already have contracts by now are still sitting out there waiting. Although but, Belichick tried to blow that thing up by signing Nelson Aguilar to kind of a crazy contract. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Maybe maybe they, he thought he was going to start something, but yeah. I think all these teams are just sitting back kind of waiting at wide receiver. I think that the, the way the NFL's changed, and I think this draft class is really good, and I think teams aren't in as big a rush. I felt like, I've always kind of felt like 
Smith Schuster would be the guy, you know, I don't think there was any point in sitting out with Bud Dupree because they'd already tagged him. Bud wanted a big paycheck. There was no way the Steelers were going to pay what he wanted. He wasn't going to take any less. That's fine. Go, go live your life. Let's see if you can be the number one guy. You know, Titans were one of the worst pass rushing teams in the league. I think at one point TJ Watt had more sacks than their whole team did. Um, let's see what you can do when it's just you. You know, I, I'll I'll reserve judgment on him until I see what happens. But I think with Smith Schuster, I don't think there's a better team for him to be for. You know, to be with. I think Ben Roethlisberger wants him back. I think they've got chemistry together. Um, I think the city loves him. You know, fans. I mean, you're always going to have a few of those those older fans. You know, those curmudgeons that don't like TikTok and whatever. But, you know, this is a guy that dresses up in disguises and goes out in public and interviews people <laughs> about Juju Smith-Schuster to see if they, you know, I mean, how, you know, there's just a lot of good about him. And I just, I think if there's a guy who, who isn't as concerned, you know, he's got all these other projects where he's making money. He's got other revenue streams. Um, I've always just kind of held out hope that maybe he's the guy who, who they can find some middle ground, you know, somewhere between what he wants and the low offer by the Steelers, and they can keep him on the roster. You know, the, the, the hope is the offense is better next year, you know, that Matt Canada is going to liven things up a little bit, run the football, allow the receivers to, to, to you know, have a little room to operate because they can actually run the ball. Mm. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say he's coming back until he's not. I mean, I'm sure Ian Rappaport's typing up a, a tweet even as we speak about him going to the Jets or the Raiders mm. or somewhere like that. But – for now, he's the one guy that I kind of looked at and thought, you know, if there's any of these premier guys that isn't going to chase, you know, I understand Mike Hilton wanting to get paid. He's He's been underpaid for two years, you know, for what he's done. And I think the Steelers knew that they couldn't couldn't give him what another team was going to. Fine. I don't like the fact he's going to play Pittsburgh twice a year, but that's a, you know, that's a, a whole nother matter. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, Juju's coming back until he doesn't come back. And so by the time everybody hears this, they'll probably know where he's at and <laughs> yep. they can all just call me a fool if he's somewhere else. So that, that's, that's, the fine. that's the beauty of the podcast. Like it comes out yeah. on Thursday and we have to live with whatever we said, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so that's, that's what it is. So I like that. I mean, Juju, yeah, he's a fun guy off the field and he's a baller on the field. I, I just like the way he plays the game. I think he's, He's a stealer, man. He's one of the, I, mean, I saw yeah. a picture of Kenny Galladay in a Giants uniform, and I was like, oh, yeah, that looks good. Like, Kenny Galladay would look yeah. good in a Giants uniform. I don't know if I'd like Juju Smith-Schuster in another uniform. I think right. he's a stealer, right? That'd just be weird. Yeah. I don't want to see him in another uniform. So we'll see what happens there. So I'm just going to run through the rest of your predictions. You're two for two there. We're holding out hope that you can go three for three with Juju Smith-Schuster. You predicted that Alejandro Villanueva... He probably moves on. I got to agree with you there. I think that the writing's on the wall. But you did predict that linebacker Avery Williamson would not be back to back up Devin Bush. But with the Vince, uh, with the Vince Williams news, I I don't know if you're changing your mind on uh, Williamson now. May not have much choice now. I think that, I think that the 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 Williams move was a curveball. I I mean, I talked about him as a as a potential salary cap cut early in the off season. You know that he was one of those guys that you hated to to look at like that, but yeah, that, that changes things. I, I think that, you know, they brought Spillane back, brought Marcus Allen back. I think there's still a chance they, they kind of let Avery Williamson leave. Uh, I think he was kind of a rental, you know, they, they brought him in, um, didn't play a whole lot, played a lot, played a little more last couple of games. 
Um, looked like he was kind of acclimating himself to the system a little bit, but then Spillane came back, and then it would kind of kind of threw off any opportunity. I think he had to get some momentum. So I'm sticking with that he's not going to come back, and and that's why Spillane got signed and Marcus Allen got signed. And then a really interesting name was your final prediction was James Conner. You think the team will probably move on from Conner? We've been talking about that over the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. You know, the price yeah. might be right. We're not sure what kind of market – James Conner will have. I think he's kind of a fringe starter. I think he could mm-hmm. uh, teams could bring him in to be a backup guy. Uh, as much as James might think he's yeah. a starting or, or may want to try to command, you know, starting caliber money, I, I don't think he's that guy. I think he's more of a fringe guy. Yeah. So that would be interesting. But bringing back Conner on some type of you know mid tier kind of contract would signal that you're happy with your running game from last season. And I don't think that we're happy with the running game from last season. No, I don't think they can do it. Right. It would make more sense for them to make a change there. Yeah. And I think that you would have to sit down with Connor and, and explain to him that, look, this run game is going a different direction, whether you're on the team or not, Matt Canada's offense doesn't really suit your style. And so, you know, we've, we're going to be sitting there at 24 and there's a real chance that Travis ATN sitting on the board or, you know, Najee Harris or whatever and so if you would return just understand that you're probably not in the mix you're you're going to be Benny Snell from two years ago you know you're gonna you're not going to play unless there's some sort of catastrophic injury and I think that Connor believes he can contribute more than he probably would so again Pittsburgh kind of has this thing where they they meet with their free agents and they kind of do it behind the scenes and they say look we're not going to offer you a contract right now. Go out and see what your value is. If you don't sign with anybody, you come back and talk to us. Yep. And I think Connor could be one of those guys that they sort of sort of send out into the world and see if he likes what he hears. And if he doesn't, he'll come back and they'll work out something and he'll he'll stay on the roster. But I do think that that as much as Tomlin has defended James Connor as his starting back, even when he wasn't playing well. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case this year. If if James Conner comes back, I I still contend that if the Steelers don't draft a running back in the first couple of rounds, I think that Matt Canada is going to lobby pretty hard for Anthony McFarland to kind of get that first shot. You know, he's the guy that knows the offense; he can fit into the scheme pretty easily. So yeah, I I I just don't think James is coming back. Um, it's unfortunate. I mean, he's a he's an ESPN thirty for thirty someday. And you'd you'd love to see him stay in Pittsburgh. That's you know he's from Erie. Um, but yeah, I just I just don't see it financially. Um, there's some pretty good running backs still sitting out there sure. too that are yeah. looking for work. And Absolutely. so he's just part of that group that right now um, could sit for a long time. I mean, some of those guys could sit all the way through the draft, and teams could wait and see how the draft unfolds before they they add veterans back in. And we see that every year that some of these backs make it all the way into the regular season. And then week three, here comes Leonard Fournette off the, you know, from working at a cell phone store or whatever. And now he's suddenly CJ Anderson for how many years in a row, you know, sat there unemployed and then somebody bring him in and he'd play well. And, you know, Connor could be that kind of guy and he could be that kind of guy for Pittsburgh, you know, later on in the off season too. So we'll see. Yeah. I'll leave you with the final word. Kerry. Is there now that we're two days into the tampering, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if fans are happy with the way the Steelers have been tampering so far. So thankfully, we're getting to Wednesday when the official league year will start. We'll be officially in the free agency. Uh, anything you want to add to your prediction list 
heading into Wednesday, heading into the official start of the league year? Do you think when we're talking next week, what do you think we'll be talking about when it comes to the Steelers? What's coming next? I think the next thing you're going to hear about is probably another contract move or two. Mm. I think that the Steelers have kind of let the first wave of free agency come and go, which is what they do. Um, I think they're probably, you know, and, and I think fans get caught up in the idea that that the ownership can just manipulate these contracts at will. Like they can just bring bring Steven Nelson in and say, here's your new contract, sign it. And they don't, you know, players don't really have any control over it. But I think in the next week, you could see a couple more contracts being restructured. And I think Pittsburgh is going to kind of put together their, their pool of money, what they have. And then I think you're going to see them probably, you know, later in the week, um, maybe pick a guy or two out, maybe a, a, a veteran edge guy that, has just been sitting there, you know, that didn't get re-signed. Um, I'd still like to see him get a veteran center, you know, a guy they can bring in that's got a little more experience. But yeah, I think we're going to, I think we're going to be talking more about what they didn't do in free agency yet. And kind of those next steps in the process, you know, they didn't have it. They had no money um, two weeks ago and by tomorrow and start of the actual league year, they've got to be, you know, all teams have to be under the salary cap. So they, they made the first big move with Vince Williams to make that happen. Now I think you're going to see him maybe rework a couple more deals. I know people don't like to think about extending David DeCastro's contract, but I could see that, you know, keeping him on the team um, and, and free up a little more money for that next round. Cause they've got some nice players off that, that second round of free agency before. And so I, that, that's where I feel like we're going to be this time next week. I don't, I don't expect any big splash moves. I don't expect any surprises, um, but probably some contract work is what we're going to get in the next week. Well, there's Kurt. Always bringing the knowledge. Appreciate you, my man. We'll see. Hoping for some better news. I don't know what it's going to be, Kurt. I just want some good news. I want to be happy next yes, week. Yes, I want to be okay. in a better I mood. I want to be happy. I flip on my I, – I look at Steelers Twitter, look on Steelers Wire, and I'm like, man, I need some good news, man. It's all bad yeah. news. Everyone's leaving. So yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. Holding out hope for some good news when we get back on here next week. We'll see what happens. We'll talk to you all then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.